Welcome to another edition of the Good Food Fellows, Gennaro. I'm very excited about this one. Yes, we have a real good food fella on today, Roland. A great friend of mine. I used to know him as Amar Santana, but now he's Amar Santana. Oh, he wow. Big, Look at that he I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Top Chef Returns the 20th season, World All-Stars in London. The, it's uh, 16 of the greatest chefs that compete. It's Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Bravo. Then if you miss it or want to see it again, Friday on the Peacock Network. And uh, thank you very much for stopping by the Good Food Fellas. Uh, uh, Amaz. Uh, Santana. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying. What kind of Mexican are you? <laughs> exactly. What kind of name is that? I just I, I just swam back across the border, man. Help me. Amar, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be so excited to be one of the representatives for the United States on Top Chef this year. Unbelievable. Congrats. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much, man. It was a crazy experience. I mean, I don't I don't even know why I decided to do this again. I almost loved the pain or something. I mean, it was uh probably one of the hardest things I've done in my life. I mean, I thought I was done season thirteen after uh you know, I was a finalist, but uh, you know, getting the opportunity to go and compete against the world's best on the you know the world stage, I, I couldn't say no of it. And uh, I saw the first episode; it kicks off in London. Did you have any time to go around and try restaurants, or was it just there directly to competition? No, that's the, that's the only sad thing. You know, when you're doing this kind of competition, you just you completely just doing that. There's nothing else you do. There was no going around, you know, or doing things like that. Uh, and and chef, speaking, of, speaking of that, right, the challenges are really, really challenging. What's the challenges compared to, like, when you're cooking in a real-life kitchen? Because you have many kitchens in comparison to, you know, the TV stuff that you're doing against, you know, these competitors. Well, the challenges of Top Chef, you know, they're, they're not always, you know, uh, challenges about making the greatest dish ever, you know, but it's about you know, taking you out of your comfort zone, you know, making you to cook for 200 people without a sous chef, without your kitchen, you know, and uh, in the kitchen that they just set up outside, you know, and things like that. It's, it's basically every every challenge is getting you out of the comfort zone as a chef and see how you adapt to what they're telling you to do. And I think that's the that's challenge, you know, because we all know how to cook. We all know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> you know, but can you make a grilled cheese sandwich using a... a you know, an iron or something different. Well, that's you know, it's to be seen. <laughs> Love it. Was it. The first challenge throw you guys off when they hit the protein away from you. Uh well, you know, like I've done the show before, so you know, my mentality with every challenge is I run to the to the fridge to get protein first, and then work around it. So when I got there, I'm like, okay, there's no proteins anywhere. So that's why I was kind of lost looking for whatever ingredients and then I end up grabbing feta cheese. I don't know why. And kimchi. <laughs> Chef, you come so such a long way since we met at CCAP at that time, right? Quick question. You're going to be at CCAP this year because this year it's going to be on April 3rd at Pier 60. And for people who want to know about it, it's going to be New York plate of mine. It's going to be at ccapinc.org. Will you be there? Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I have a few things that I'm doing that week, but, uh, Trust me, I, I wish I would have gone, you know, to, to the event. It's one of my favorite events. Uh, um, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I won't be there this year. Chef, how did CCAP change your life? What was that? 
How did CCAP change your life or inspire your life? In oh, my God. How did they change my life? I mean, they're the one that changed my life completely from day one. I mean, uh, they were the one that gave me the opportunity to, to get a scholarship to go to the CIA. I mean, if it wasn't without them, but their guidance, you know, there's no way I would ever ended up going to the Culinary Institute of America, nor will be ended up here in Orange County, California. So, uh, you know, I, I, they're, they're, they're the one responsible for, for my career where I am today. Beautiful. Yeah, and uh, being in California, though, you have your restaurants there as well. Lots. What was that? <laughs> which, 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 um, you have restaurants. There is no party in New York City without Gennaro, that's for sure. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for always thinking of me one. I, I mean, the last time you invited me to the um the, the event that you did with the um Heston, right? Oh my god, what an oh, event yeah, that yeah. was. You absolutely crushed that event. The food that you made with your ovens, oh man, incredible. And everybody's How like, Who is this guy with the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Chef, how is that working now where you get these endorsements now? Did you expect yourself when you were in cooking school to get endorsements, be on TV, uh, kind of like bring fine dining to Ocean County too? Man, this is so like a dream come through, you know, like I never thought I was going to have that power, you know, any point in my life, obviously, you know, being a chef and doing uh, my cooking career. But uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's been a life changing ever since I was on Top Chef season 13. You know, like you said about endorsement, you know, now I get messages on Instagram. They say, you know, post this and I pay you that. And I'm like, wow, like, this is cool. I mean, I'll, I'll take this any time of the day. And, uh, you know, bringing, you know, fine dining to Orange County is uh, one of those things that when I came here, you know, about 15 years ago, I just saw an empty canvas, uh, you know, as a young chef. I, you know, I, there was a lot of restaurants, but not a lot of them had that New York vibe, that New York mentality. And I feel like that's one of the things I brought into Orange County. It's like, you know, I'm a New York chef, uh, New York mentality. Um, you know, I want to create good food and good environment. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, it has worked uh, very well for us. Beautiful. I mean, being and growing up in Queens, do you ever want to bring a bodega to California? Hey, I don't I don't say I want to bring a bodega to California, but I love I had one, you know, next to my house that I could go every day. But uh, we, have, we don't have bodegas here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> they don't have they don't have they don't have that bacon egg and cheese sandwich, you know, for breakfast here. Yeah, uh, uh, I think, cheese. Uh, or you show up, <laughs> you show up in a restaurant that looks like a bodega, and you have, um for all the New Yorkers, all the expats there. Oh, look at you with the ideas! The storefront yeah. is a like bodega. You go in, and it's like completely transformed into something else. There you go. We it's have the next concept. It's, it's my stomach. It's not my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you do the competitions, how tough are the judges? Because it seems like Tom is Tom, Padma and Gail, they seem like tougher on you guys. Well, this is, as, as you know, Top Chef, I mean, they don't they don't pick size. You know, that's one of those mm -hmm. things that, that I love about the competition, especially me. I was I was a judge before. So they never pick size, you know, or pick anybody, you know, over, over the other for no reason. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. I mean, Padma, she's she's amazing. Uh, when it comes to judging food and her palate and you know her taste buds, uh, so it's Tom and the rest of them. I mean, uh, and and they take it, they take that very very seriously. It's not it's not a joke. It's not like okay, let's just film this and get out of. They they take it very seriously, and uh, that's one of the things I love about the show. And uh, you know, just because we you know we were four Americans, there doesn't mean that they're gonna take side. Oh, the Americans just keep them here. You know, uh, they were tough on us. They were tough on us. They were tough on everybody. 
Um, you know, I always say, you know, with Top Chef, if you, you know, at the end of the day, just putting a great plate of food in front of the judges. Oh, it happens in competition. I mean, sometimes you get so caught up and running around, you stress, you know, you only have a certain amount of time and, you know, that's when you start forgetting things. And that's, at the end of the day, that's part of the show. You know, if you're a good chef, you know, don't make a dish that is going to take you more than 20 minutes. You know, like you should know how to make those decisions before you do every challenge. Amar, um, are you happy to meet chefs from all over the world when you're doing this? Because I think you have a European style in some of your cooking as well. Are you inspired by them, uh, meeting them on the show and everything? Oh, I mean, uh, that's one of the best experiences that I had during the season of Top Chef was meeting the chef from around the world and getting to know their cuisine. I mean, uh, Ali from Jordan, for example. I mean, the guy is amazing, you know, great techniques, a lot of spices, a lot of things that I'd never seen before, you know. And uh, I saw him using roast water and savory rice. And I'm like, what the hell is, you know, what, what are you doing, bro? Uh, but it was, you know, amazing. So, uh, you know, like it, it was a great experience because I, I got to see it and taste it, too. So, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from them. Yeah, we had Chef Gagan on the show. He's such an incredible chef. And. His curries are amazing. The he was on. I think he's on Top Chef this season, or is he? Ah, uh, yeah, he was. Uh, chef Gaga was one of the judges in an episode, and uh, I mean, amazing guy. Uh, super, super cool to have him there. I mean, we were all scared, shit. Like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> what, what, what do you do for a guy like that? You know, but it's, uh, you know, he he's a chef just like everybody else. Just make a great dish. And how was that the London pub crawl that you guys did? Was that a quick trailer? Was that fun? Uh I mean, London pub food. I mean, you you had to experience that yeah, at some point in so your good. life. Uh, huh? I've, I've been there. It's so good. And people don't realize how great it is. Yeah, it's not. You know, you're not. You're not only have a roast on a Sunday. You know, it's like you can have it every day. And uh, you know, but one thing that I find very very uh, interesting about London uh, pub food was that that gravy. Mm -hmm. it's uh you know like don't don't try to make any any gravy like you know like i learned in london you don't do the gravy for sunday rolls like out of like you know bones and things like that you gotta get the powder stuff that, i love it and also the smashy you get you go from one you go from one pub to another the sauce is the same it's the same powder gravy it's amazing to see yeah did you enjoy oh, the smashy piece Oh, yeah, I got, I got sick of them right away. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Amar, you know what's cool about that, too? Because I think I, you enforce this a lot when you talk about your skills and your kind of, like, mission. That That's something, like, maybe somebody at home can make as well, right? Because the powder doesn't always have to be high-end. It also can be regular and, you know, and semi-easy to do. Oh, yeah, I know. So I have a story. I have a, a friend of mine that, that used to work for me. He was cooking for a celebrity in uh they they flew to London and you know she asked for Sunday roast and he, you know he he worked with me he worked with Thomas Keller the guy's like a really good chef so he's like well I'm cooking for the celebrity let me get my roasting bones and like like a natural Jew and she's like no 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 this is what <laughs> I want and he's like he quit right there he said I I can't do it I can't just add water to a powder and serve it to you so he left. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. 
Yeah. Um. I mean, you've been to the company for a year. Amazed about the how great the food has shifted, how the quality has been raised throughout the years. Well, I I was able to go to London when I was seventeen uh, through CCAP. I ended up getting a scholarship to go to La Corte Bleu for a week. Uh, I was only seventeen years old, and I and I remember being there seventeen, and I had probably the worst fish and chips on the planet when I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were not that many restaurants that were enticing for you to even go in. Or what? Seventeen, I didn't have the money to do it anyways. Uh, but it was a uh, uh, it was like a okay food scene. There was nothing happening. But being in London now, I mean, and doing the show, I was I was fascinated by like the quality of the ingredients you could find in London. I mean, when they brought that trade of uh, seafood, mm-hmm. I mean, I never seen fresher and like, you know, different, you know, kinds of seafood just in one, you know, table like that and all local, you know. So uh, I think I think it's great that, you know, chefs in London are are coming back home and, you know, utilizing, you know, their own ingredients to recreate, you know, uh, English food. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know, but the traditional dish in London is chicken tikka masala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I went to, it's uh, the number one dish in London. It's chicken tikka masala. Wow. I mean, that represents the country. But, I mean, there's so many good ingredients in London that I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. I, I, when I was there, I went to Punjab in Dishoom for Indian food. Yeah, and, the show we ate a lot of the show, and it was every day. Oh, uh, that's so good. Well, one of my friends said, "Make it like you would eat at home," and that I mean, I'll be honest, my asshole was on fire. It's so hot when they do a cookie, like original. The way well, I found it. I found Indian food in London to be. I mean, I love Indian food. I mean, being here in Orange County, we have a great Indian restaurants, and uh, but in London, I find Indian food to be overly spiced. Yeah. It's super hot. Uh, like you... too much or whatever spice they use in every dish, it was overly too much. Like you couldn't even taste anything else but you know those spices, and that's what I, that's what I thought Indian food to me in London was. Which is a good one in LA that you recommend? LA, I I don't know any any in what? LA, but here in Orange County, there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch of like it's a Punjabi restaurant called Mint. Uh, amazing. I mean, it looks like a cafeteria. You go in, you know, very affordable. I mean, the food is amazing. Oh, yes. Amal, um, how's it feel now walking into restaurants? You're known. They want to take care of you. They want to feed you. How's chef life for you? Um, I, at first, it was uh, it's kind of weird. You know, I was uh, sharing with my mom. I was like, Mom, I can't believe people ask me for a photo. And she's like, my son, just enjoy it. You work hard. You did it to yourself. And I'm like, now nah, that's always I think of that. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. I mean, uh, uh, it's it's crazy. I'll be walking around and kids come to me. It's like, I'm a big fan of yours. going to take a photo. And I'm like, wow, like even kids. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's beautiful. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Not, not beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm Thank sorry, you. it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amar, how would you? What advice would you give like a chef who's like a young kid up and coming of how to do what you do? Like, what 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 path should he take? Well, this is something uh, strangely happened in this industry, and, and kind of like you know, young kids are now forgetting you know uh, how to work hard to get there. You know, you have kids graduating from cooking school now, and a dec- and a year later, you heard them running a new restaurant. Or- there's sous chef somewhere and i was like this kid just graduated from cooking school and uh you know it's not it's not like the old days you know the old days it was uh promised to you you work your ass up you work you know the 20 hours a day you put in the time and 
10, 15 years down the road, you're going to be an executive chef somewhere. You're going to be a badass. Now you have, you know, a lot of young chefs are becoming executive chefs at restaurants, but they don't even know how to make mashed potato. You know, they don't even know the classics of food. And I feel like, you know, nowadays this industry is, is all about money. Everybody, when they come to, you know, before New York City, you have those high-end restaurants, the five stars and three-star Michelin, where you went to to apply there just to work for free and you have to wait years to get accepted to work for free. Now those restaurants are paying young cooks money to just come and start working there. I mean, it's not like what it used to be. Now you interview somebody for work and the first thing they ask you, how much are you going to pay me? You know, wow. it wasn't like that back in the days, you know, back in the day it was 90 hours, 500 bucks a week. Um, that, that brings me to my next question about mentorship, right? Uh, I think Top Chefs about mentorship with you guys and people upcoming emerging chefs. How important is that for you in your kitchen to help these, you know, younger chefs learn and maybe learn from some, maybe sometimes you hire somebody who's more experienced, someone as you are. Yeah, I mean, it's very important. I mean, I do that with my staff every day. I mean, I always push them to, to be better than me. I always tell them, I'm like, guys, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm hard with you guys because I, I work this hard to get to where I am and I want you guys to be like me. So, if I went through what I went through to be like me, so you have, have to go through me to be like me, you know? So mm. it's something that I encourage them to do. I mean, I'm I'm a very easygoing chef in the kitchen. I don't micromanage. I let them do, you know, their job because, you know, I feel like every single person that cooks is talented somehow, somewhere or another, you know? So I never want to tie the hands on my cooks and my chefs. I'd be like, oh, don't do this, do that. You know, like, just be yourself, make something tasty, you know, and that's it, and create your own style. And uh, but like I said, nowadays, you know, people don't want to put in the time. They want the title. They want to be famous. They, you know, they go, you know, in other cooking shows. I'm not gonna say the name, but they go once for you know, twenty minutes, and you know, they come out like I'm a celebrity chef. I'm somebody. I'm gonna you know open a restaurant, and you know, they don't they don't know how to cook. They just got lucky. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, what you say? We just interviewed Robert Irvine. He said the same thing. A great leader. Doesn't micromanage. They let the the employees uh, flourish like that, the way you're doing it. Of course, you have to do it like that. And Amar, do you learn from your failures as well as your successes? Because we talked about that with Chef Irvin. He says his book's mostly about how to pick yourself up after failure. I mean, that's what makes a better person, a better chef, is when you learn from your failure. I mean, uh, obviously, the pandemic happened uh, this, you know, a few years ago, and you know, I closed down on my business, and I, I realized at some point I was like, shit, like I'm just working year after year, day after day, like I have nothing, you know. Like mm. I realized I'm like I closed on my business, and I look at my bank account, I was like, okay, I well, what's gonna happen now? I've been working for twenty, you know, three years professionally, and I have nothing. And that's when I started realizing, I was like, shit, I, I, got, I got to change what I'm doing. I have to I have to do something about it. So I went back working on the line again, like day one. I said, I'm not I'm not going to fail. It requires me to go back on the line and work seven days a week and, you know, cook, you know, like, you know, be a prep cook, be a dishwasher, you know, run the restaurant with no staff. I mean, I did it all. I, I said, I'm not going to let this, you know, take me down. And, and I learned and, you know. Obviously, we we came out of it, and you know we're doing better than ever now. But uh, it was it was a rough moment. It was tough, and I learned a lot from it. Bravo! And, uh, you have uh, your little old son. Is uh is he the next in line to become a chef? I'm telling you, he he's gonna be a chef, man. Uh, even last night, he uh, he has a little set of teapots, 
and he get all the little cups. He fills them with water. And Joseph finesse that when he holds a cup like this and he's like pouring every single drop of water in the cups like he's doing it in the restaurant, it's in his blood. He oh loves a little Belgian sure. fruit together. He loves no chopping things. So now, you know, I, I every time I just give him real fruit and a knife and he starts chopping. He just, it's a natural. What, what does he like that you make? That his favorite dish that you make? He he likes everything. Now he's, lately I, I took him out to eat Vietnamese food the other day and I gave him a, a Vietnamese spring roll and now he, that's what he wants to eat now. He just loves <laughs> texture. He likes that crunch. He likes spi spices. Um, you know, he's half Persian, half Dominican, you know, go figure, right? Yeah. How about fatherhood? How does that how does that change the way you think about life and work life and home life? If I wish fatherhood was like this, I would have twenty kids by now, bro. It's uh, it's uh, the best 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 thing ever happened to me. I mean, you know, creating a mini me like this and you know, having something to look forward to, you know, something to do with him every day is the you know, best thing on the planet. That's awesome. Perfectly said. <laughs> um, I, uh, I want to th thank you for. Oh, I'm gonna your Instagram out. B B A M A R S on Instagram. Great pictures of food and your family as well. Uh, it's Top Chef 20th season returned. Oh, it's on now Thursdays from London, which is awesome. The first episode aired, and uh, you can see also on the Peacock Fridays. And uh, it's I can't wait to see what happens. See, I mean, the first one's so good. I wonder who's going to get eliminated or uh, you can tell us a little secret if you did or not. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going to get better. <laughs> Keep watching. Yeah. Right. Chef, we're rooting for you every week, brother. We're rooting for you. Yeah. Thanks and, a lot, brother. And, Thanks and a lot, also, man. tell them 250 pounds of Whole Foods is not enough. You need like 800 pounds of money. <laughs> that was also interesting, you know, go to Whole Foods and, you know, working in pounds rather than dollars. I'm like, oh, you got 200 pounds. Not dollars. I'm like, what is this? I don't even know what things cost. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Chef, you don't have, you don't care about food costs. I see your food online. Exactly. As long as it tastes good, that's all that matters. Amen, brother. It's a Top Chef Bravo. The 20 season returns Thursdays at 9 p.m. Fridays on Peacock. Thank you. Thanks so much. Amar Santana. Right, thanks a lot, guys. It's Amar Santana. For shoot, for shoot. For shoot. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care, man. Take care, take guys. Take care. Blessings, brother. Thank right, you. Right. You too, man. Hey.